And McCarthy makes his move, the House Speaker announcing the launch of an impeachment investigation against President Biden. McCarthy has been under pressure from the right flank of his party to do this. Some in the GOP accuse Biden of making money off of his son Hunter's business ventures during his time as vice president. But so far, there's been no concrete evidence to back up those claims. A Republican source, meanwhile, tells CNN that McCarthy isn't looking for a formal floor vote to get the ball rolling. Hint, it means he doesn't have the votes. But less than two weeks ago, he told Breitbart, quote, if we move forward with an impeachment inquiry, it would occur through a vote on the floor of the People's House and not through a declaration by one person. Whoops. McCarthy criticized then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi for pulling a similar move in 2019. CNN's Manu Raju caught up with McCarthy and asked about the reversal. All right, let's bring in John Bresnahan, co-founder of Punchbowl News and uh, someone who has basically seen it all on Capitol Hill over the years. Uh, Brez, thanks for being up early with us. Good morning. Uh, so let's let's talk through what we saw today. And I know uh, you were up early talking about kind of the strategy moving forward here. Why did McCarthy do what he did in terms of this impeachment inquiry and what's next? Yeah, he was under tremendous pressure from his right, from the from a large chunk of the House Republican conference to take some action against President Biden. And McCarthy personally believes, he really does, he's been talking about this for months, that he thinks the Biden family was involved in, you know, improper behavior, that Joe Biden took official acts and he was vice president that benefited his family. And that later on, his Hunter Biden, <clears throat> the president's son, and James Biden, his brother, had these foreign business dealings and that the president profited from them. Biden and McCarthy does believe this. He believes this himself. Um, so what he did was he opened up an impeachment inquiry. Now, there's a couple things. Will there be a House floor vote to formalize this? Maybe at some point. McCarthy has said it. Jim Jordan, the Judiciary Committee's chair chairman, said it. Others said it. Maybe. But right now, they don't have the votes to pass this. The second part is they'll be meeting behind closed doors this morning, House Republicans, this morning and tomorrow morning to talk about this and to talk about other issues. How do they move forward on this and what are they going to try and do? Um that makes uh, that makes sense. It's just going to be an, an interesting uh, meeting that I'm sure we're going to be learning about from you guys as you stand outside the door. Um, I want to play a little bit of one senator's reaction just because um, I certainly it, it's a it's a different way of doing things. And it shows you a little bit about how the Senate's changing, uh, but also how Democrats are viewing this impeachment inquiry. This is Senator John Fetterman when he was asked about it yesterday. Watch. About this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment in or has said he's going to. Oh my direct. God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. So, is that just a reflection of how seriously Democrats are taking this? You know, the Democrats are just in the House. They're apoplectic. The House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, is, you know, was, had a press conference yesterday with his leadership team. They're just they're just really irate about this whole thing. I do think the Senate as a whole doesn't involve, want to get involved in this. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell yesterday said, you know, we got a lot of business to do. I don't want to tell the House what to do, but he's basically, you know, that's his way of shutting it off. John Thune, the minority whip, was much more 
he was outspoken about this. Like they have a lot to do. There's government funding that has to be done. There's defense policy that has to be done. There's the farm bill. There's FAA reauthorization. You were talking about lines at airports before. I mean, this stuff has to be done, and they're going to try and they're going to end up probably voting on impeaching Biden in the House. And there's no chance the Senate will convict him or remove him from office. There's no chance. But we're going to spend months talking about this. So this is what their point is in the Senate. They 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 like you know we have a government shutdown in a couple of weeks, and they're yeah. talking about impeaching yeah. Biden. The mismatch between what they think the American public wants and what the House is doing is pretty broad. Right. And a shutdown stands to really impact uh, a lot more Americans uh, than this inquiry at this point. Um, so, John, I, I want to switch gears and ask you about uh, this Washington Post op-ed that was out this morning from David Ignatius, uh, where he basically says the quiet part out loud. He's reflecting a lot of the conversations that you tell me if you're having them, but I certainly have heard from a lot of Democrats that they're nervous about President Biden's age, what the poll numbers show, uh, whether or not Senator Kamala Harris could carry the mantle if that, you know, God forbid, became necessary. And he basically writes that. He says, quote, I don't think Biden and Vice President Harris should run for re-election. It's painful to say that, given my admiration for much of what they have accomplished. But if he and Harris campaign together in 2024, I think Biden risks undoing his greatest achievement, which was stopping Trump. And again, I want to underscore for our viewers who David Ignatius is, pretty sober-minded guy, very plugged in in the West Wing, something the West Wing is going to be paying attention to. Uh, what's your read on this? Yeah, members, you know, members talk about it. I had a conversation with one Democrat yesterday who said this um, kind of along the same lines. Um, you know, Biden's 80. He's going to be the old, you know, will be 82 if he's sworn into another term. You know, that is a concern. He's clearly, you know, I've known Joe Biden since the 1990s. He's, you know, he's still sharp, but, you know, it's 30 years, you know, he's a everybody. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, everybody ages. So, you know, look, I do think. There's a tremendous, there's a lot of concern on two issues. One is the age issue. Every poll shows that Americans worry about it. Second, Biden's numbers in the economy still suck. They just do. I mean, the economy is not, is pretty good actually. His numbers are bad there. I think the two of those issues together combined with all, you know, to really kind of hurt Biden. And the thing is, is that Biden's best foil, frankly, on the age issue is Trump, because Trump's only four years younger than him, you know. <laughs> but here's Ignatius is raising the point. They fear that, you know, Biden running again and he, you know, he he's still unpopular nationally. He that, you know, that opens the door for Trump. So I don't see what they can do. You know, he's not going to leave, you know, right. on his own, right. you know, or that's the only way he would leave. He's not going to be forced out. There's no way that's going to happen. If the Democrats did do that, then they'd have to turn to a governor, somebody, Gavin Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom in, in California, Governor Pritzker in Illinois, somebody like that, Governor Whitmer in Michigan. Those right. would, Gretchen Whitmer, those would be people they'd look at. But right now, there's no talk about going to that, going to the bench on the Capitol Hill. They're right all in on Biden for the moment. Right. And they would only have a very brief window of time to do that if they, sure. even if they wanted to. John Bresnahan, thank you very much for being up early with us. Always great to see you, my friend.